Welcome to the P3 Podcast. This is episode 14, Socially Speaking, Social Media for School Leaders with Brad Hughes. Uh, good afternoon and, and welcome to the KDE version of Speed Dating for Information. Uh, I am Brad Hughes and I'll give a 30 second uh, introduction to myself. Um, I uh, have, have been in communications for more than 40 years. Uh, I was a newspaper, radio, and television reporter. I spent uh, 10 years in state government, uh, public affairs, and then I went to work for the Kentucky School Boards Association for 24 years before retiring. And now I manage a, a blog on Twitter. I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, that uh, is, is essentially designed for you folks out there. And I hope that some of you are already making use of it. And if not, that we'll uh, encourage you to make use of it. It's totally free. So that's not a commercial going forward. I got engaged in social media uh, back in uh, 2009 when I started the Facebook and Twitter accounts for uh, the Kentucky School Boards Association. I'd already dipped my toe into social media by having a personal Facebook page that I still have today. Uh, but uh, that was when just really social media was starting to go off. And I actually missed a meeting when they decided that somebody uh, ought to be doing social media for the association. And since it was communications, well, that's the way that played out. Uh, I, I've done a lot of work with uh, superintendents and school board members and some district personnel about social media over the years because I fervently believe that there is an untapped reserve of potential positivity for social media, uh, regardless of all the stuff that's bad. There's, there's, I recognize there's tremendous bad stuff about social media going on out there. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, but I, uh, I see too much good and too much more that can be achieved and can be achieved by school leaders. The other part of that is, and, and once this class is over and I finish with the next class that'll follow this, which is about uh, when critics post and it's about dealing with online critics and folks like that out there. Uh, it, it's, social media is a tool. Uh, other people are going to use it. We've got to use it uh, as well. Uh, so, uh, Christy, I want to ask two questions. One, can you see the screen well? Yes, sir. Okay. And two, am I up on screen? Yes, sir, you are. Okay, very good. Okay. Uh, I try to update this seminar as I teach it. And I was struck today by looking that uh, and realizing that over the years, when I've been talking about social media, uh, the graph here you see typically has been just growing and growing and growing. Well, for the last three years, uh, Facebook has been basically unchanged. Twitter has been basically unchanged. Uh, the big growers now are YouTube, and a lot of that is the kids creating videos uh, in your schools, uh, learning the lessons about the videography and things of that nature and putting the videos up there, and then TikTok. Now, we're not going to get into TikTok today other than uh, if you're having to deal with TikTok, the Lord bless you, uh, because uh, uh, there's a whole lot more bad that can come out of that than can come good, and you've all seen the stories and everything else like that. But I show these numbers for you to see the, the, the proportions of Americans, and this is just Americans, that are using social media and how they have grown. And if this 
went back from 2012 to when I started in 2009, most of these numbers would be way, way, way down there. But when you take a look at this, look at the number of people that are using social media multiple times a day, or at least say they're using social media multiple times a day. I will tell you that uh, I am an outlier because uh, the, the Twitter page that I operate, uh, which is uh, about uh, K-12 and education school news, uh, I may post on that page uh, 20, 30, 40 times a day. If I'm covering a state board meeting, uh, a legislative hearing, something of that nature, the governor's press conferences, and writing about school stuff there, uh, it has been not uh, unusual for me to have as many as 90 to 100 posts a day. You don't want to go there at all. You determine, and I'll talk, I'll say this many times, you determine your level of activity on social media. But understand from looking at this graph right here that uh, people are using it out there and they're not going to stop using it. It's like I, I read somewhere that when the telephone was invented, there was a lot of angst about the telephone and whether it would be good for mankind or would be a horrible thing. Well, people didn't stop using the telephone and they're not going to stop using uh, social media. Uh, social media does go wrong, bad, very wrong, and it is still very public. Uh, I read a story that really touched me uh, intellectually yesterday when I noticed uh, someone who wrote that uh, things written on social media are written in pen, not in pencil. So they're in, in indelible ink, not something that you could wipe away later on down the road. And here's just a few things out there that have happened that have involved uh, educators in social media, things that maybe no one intended to become controversial on social media, but they did happen out there and they created some issues. Uh, here we got a, a Texas teacher who got fired uh, over a tweet that she had posted. Uh, and, and then we've got this one, which is just, uh, 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 oh, I took that, sorry. I've been streamlining the sessions to try to get some more things in here today. Uh, but the positivity, the things that are out there, you know it because you're doing it or I guarantee your peers are doing it out there. And I'm going to put some examples that I've added into the class since I taught it this morning, just to give you some visual identifiers. Uh, things that you can promote, your calendars, events that are coming up. Uh, I can guarantee you, uh, Christy and I were talking just before the class got started. There are all sorts of school administrators, not just superintendents, but school administrators, principals out there that are going to be using social media to tell folks tonight about the impact of the storm and how, how it's going to play tomorrow for delayed start of the school day or going to NTI or the district being shut down. Uh, and we all know what's going on with the staffing issues that you have that are related to COVID-19. Social media is a tool to get that information out. There is a district in Kentucky that dropped its one call because it found out that social media was so uh, ingrained in its community that it was able to reach the people that it wanted without going to the extra expense of using uh, the, the, the one call. The safety alerts, uh, homework activities, there are all sorts of things out there that are being used in social media today for good. Uh, but there are the negatives. And we see them all the time. Uh, I, I post stories because I think it's essential that people see things that are going on out there that get into social media, like inappropriate interactions between students and staff, between staff and staff, uh, online comments, uh, the rumors. 
if 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 a principal had a buck for every time she or he had to deal with a rumor, they wouldn't be a principal anymore because they could easily retire and go on and live on that uh, island down in the Bahamas or something else like that. Um, then we have on social media today accurate but negative things, and I'll deal with that a little bit later on in more detail. And then false claims that just seem to grow. So, so why am I even promoting social media if all of these things are going on out there? For two reasons. One, because again, that potential positivity I talked about early, but also because if your critics are doing it, if other people are doing it out there, we've got to counter that. And so here are some things that you can do, and this would apply both to your personal pages as well as to your professional pages for yourself as a principal or for your school. And the number one thing is that you got to post your own stuff out there. You've got to uh, uh, find things that you can post on your social media. Um, I think this is where I started. Oh, yeah. So I, I pulled several examples. I just went online today and found some of these things. And, and clearly, this may be a no-brainer. But I love this. Staff shout-outs. That this is something that I believe a principal had posted on his social media account today uh, for uh, alerting them. Uh, you want to post other people's stuff. If your local newspapers or if you have, in a, have broadcast news media outlets out there and they do a really great story about something going on in your school or in your district, post that onto your Facebook or your Twitter page. Uh, get those things that are out there. You know, I, I'm going to stop right here just for a second because I want to mention Instagram. Instagram is has become for superintendents, and I believe that it can be for principals, a marvelous way to get positive stories out there without taking much uh, time and effort at all. I mean, Instagram is basically pictures. Uh, some people use it also to create videos, but if you're in a classroom and you have something great going on, pull the cell phone out, pop a picture, and then pop it up on Instagram. I, I love when I see educators that are that are using Instagram to celebrate great things that are going on. Uh, a, a great picture of, of a uh, custodian engaged with a student in a conversation, uh, just standing at the end of the food line and catching some pictures of cafeteria workers serving kids their meals. Uh, those types of things are great that you can post out there. And then other people will take that and post that elsewhere. If the district posts a, uh, a notice about uh, something going on, you know, whether we're talking about, you know, snow days or uh, NTI or anything else like that, you don't have to take the time to go and create something else unless it is to your advantage. You can just go ahead and retweet that on Twitter or repost it and share it uh, on social media, on your, on your Facebook page. So let other people's work that helps you tell your story. Now, obviously, you don't want to do the negative, but other people's story work that helps you tell the positives and share information is out there that you want to post on to your page. Advancers is a great thing. Do I have one? No, nope, I didn't. Okay. Uh, uh, you've got a school play coming up uh, Thursday night uh, at seven o'clock. Put that up there. You got a ball game. You got a quick recall team that's going on up there. You've got a, as we have in many schools right now, you got a, a COVID testing or a vaccination thing. Put them up there. Those types of things. We're looking for things right now that are maybe not all just totally celebrations, but that are all all good information for people out there. It's about a, it's a matter of trying to make your social media site 
vibrant and relative to folks. I'll talk about frequency a little bit later on, but this is the idea about looking for things out there that we can add so people will come back. There is so much on the internet now. If people can't find something valuable in spending their time looking at your site, they'll go someplace else. So we need to be able to find those things to keep, it, uh, keep people coming back to our sites. If you're gonna abbreviate things, remember you abbreviate for adults and I should have changed this to read abbreviate for non-educators. Uh, I shared this story this morning when the Kentucky Education Reform Act was passed, I was in the cabinet for human resources, what they used to call the cabinet for resources back then, and was on the task force that helped develop the rules for family resource new services centers. And I got so ingrained in it that when I went out to talk about that in public, I showed up one day at a civic organization in Western Kentucky, and I said, and now I'm going to talk to you about getting friskies in your schools. And you could just see the faces of these people out there that friskies in our schools, uh, that wasn't what, really what they were wanting. You, you talk about IDEA, you talk about IEPs, things of that nature. You talk about I was listening in the session earlier today, the, and I'll get this wrong, but the FAFSA application. Um, we know what that is, but probably the vast majority of parents don't. So when you're abbreviating, make it, if you, if you, if you can't be confident that the vast majority of the people get it, then spell it out for the folks out there. Please don't leave typos in your posts. Um, I had a, a very kind person who follows my blog, uh, was, saw that I had, it wasn't so much as a typo, it was the wrong word, and she pointed it out, and it really made a difference, and so I went back in and changed it. On Facebook, it's very easy to edit. The downside of Twitter, one of the downsides of Twitter, is that you can't edit, you got to go back and take it down, but I don't know of anything that will diminish the credibility of a social media post and platform than having frequent typos that are in there. If you don't know how to spell Bashir, check it every time you post it, because there's a whole bunch of folks that don't know how to spell Bashir. And it just, it just really works against the value and the credibility of your page. So if you get typos out there, go ahead and change them and get them back out there. It does you absolutely no good to have a social media platform if you don't tell people about it. Uh, I, I did some work for a uh, regional education cooperative last year, and so I looked at the district websites and found not many, but to me still an alarming number of district websites that didn't tell people that they had social media platforms, and they had social media platforms that had information posted that wasn't on the district website. You got to tell people about it. Uh, it's on the auto signature for my uh, emails. Uh, might be on your letterhead, uh, but, but you've got to remember if, if you have your uh, principal uh, email distribution list to parents, just keep reminding them that you have this information tool that is out there, because if you don't promote your platform, nobody else is going to do it as well. And you do it often. You decide what the word often means. As I said, I post virtually every day, 365 days a year, unless I'm traveling. You don't want to get into that. I don't suggest that you post every day. I would suggest, though, that if you can't find something at least once or twice a week that you can put fresh and new on your social media platform, as I said earlier, people will go someplace else 
to get their information. They'll, they'll realize there's no reason to come back. I have gone to school, to school, social media sites that haven't had anything posted in six months. That's a total waste and people are not gonna come back to there. And you're not gonna, anybody who's gone multiple times to a social media site that doesn't have any information for a period of weeks or months is not coming back there again, because either they'll mark it off the list or they'll be spend their time looking elsewhere to get the information. Some things to avoid on social media, and this would apply to personal uh, social media sites as well to what you would do official professional sites there. Uh, don't use it for complaining all the time. And I'm not to say that on my personal Facebook page, I don't complain from time to time, I do. Um, but there's so much complaining out there. To the extent that you can, and especially on your professional pages, keep it down. I say here, don't share student information. And I, I was thinking when I was teaching the class this morning, that clearly you're going to have times when you've got stuff about kids that you want to share. You've got a kid that's just got a scholarship. You've got a kid that's just been recognized by the sheriff's department for uh, helping resuscitate another child or something else like that. Just make certain that when you had the parental permission form signed earlier in the year, that you've got an okay from the parent or call them up and see if it's okay. I'm not trying to make your day be longer. I just want to make certain that you remember FERPA and you be certain that when you share student information uh, that you've got the okay uh, to do that. Don't share confidential information. Don't share if it's questionable. Uh, if, if you don't know that it's factual, don't post it. Don't put it up there. And, and certainly don't spread rumors up there because that's what's taking up your time is other people out there who are spreading rumors. Um, and if you have the source of information. I used this example this morning. Rather than saying the state says this, for a lot of us, the state means KDE. But the Kentucky High School Athletic Association Board of Control is meeting today, and they've made some decisions today. And that, yes, is the state, but that's KHSAA. There's all sorts of other state agencies that from time to time do things that mean you've got to do something else, like the Kentucky Department of Public Health and their uh, COVID guidance. So be specific and cite the other information. And especially if you're active on Twitter, uh, we want you thinking about uh, using, uh, directing them to other sites uh, where you've got additional information, uh, more facts and, 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 and resources for people out there. So just keep it as factual uh, and, uh, and get those uh, uh, official links that you can use out there. Uh, social media is a lot about personal choices and personal responsibilities. And one of the choices you have to make is uh, about having a personal social media page for yourself and having an official page for yourself as a principal. Um, I would strongly recommend not having one page where you put your personal stuff where you're also posting things about your school. Quite frankly, the people that are following your, your, you as a principal, uh, they don't care about what you ate for dinner or, or where you're going shopping or anything else like that. And your friends, they care about what you're doing as uh, Brad Hughes. They don't care about what you're doing as a trainer or something else like that. Uh, out there or as a teacher or something else like that. So, so separate them out there. They've got different content uh, when you're doing it. A lot of the considerations about, uh, let me see what's, okay, go back to here, sorry. 
what are the other considerations you need to make? And a lot of this is going to be dictated by what's how your platform is set up. Do you want to have the platform open for conversation, for, for feedback, for exchanges, or do you want to have it closed? Now, in the next class that I'll teach, uh, starting in about 20 minutes, we're going to get into that in great detail. But uh, uh, I used to be a believer of having closed uh, social media platforms where you just used it to push information out. I have learned that for education leaders, the ability to get feedback, the ability to engage the community is something that I shortchanged before, but it's something you have to think about because if your Facebook page is set up where you can only put information and nobody can uh, react or make comments or anything else like that, you may be losing a valuable connection uh, to your community. You could not know a bigger proponent of free speech than me. But I think as, as leaders, as the leaders that you are out there, you need to understand there's a difference between free speech and smart speech, and there's a difference between smart speech and ethical speech. Not everything that you can post is smart to post. And not everything that might be smart to post is really gonna help anybody by posting. And that's kind of the ethical conundrum of social media out there is some people have no filters. You've heard that expression before and they'll post anything that's out there. I'm not saying there aren't gonna be times when you need to post something on social media that's gonna rile people up, but you make those decisions, you make those calls based on the need to have that information out there. Sometimes you're gonna to have to decide that you know, I really want to say this, but that's really not going to help anything, and you're going to decide not to do it. But go through that little exercise right there. That will save you some angst down the road for some of the things that you might all otherwise put out there. And remember, as a principal, as an assistant principal, as any other person in a public position, when you post something on social media, whether it's on your own page or whether it's on some your uh, personal page or a school official page, it's just the same thing as posting a press release. If you wouldn't wanna have it on the front page of the paper or even bury it inside the, the paper next week, I wouldn't put it up there. Ask yourself that question, understand when you do this and if you're expressing an opinion on your personal page, um, just understand that somebody may take that and say, principal so-and-so said this, and then all of a sudden it's being used elsewhere in social media or for other reasons out there. Now, I wanna take just a few minutes to take what I've talked about here into what I do with my Twitter blog about school news. It's called Gimo Brad. I used to write a column for the School Board Association called Get Your Message Out. So it's Gimo Brad, it's on Twitter. And this is what it looks like. Every day I go looking for school news stories, primarily K-12 and higher education in Kentucky, but uh, in my analytics that I'll talk about in just a minute, I've learned that people care about things going on in Indiana, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, Ohio. And so I look for those stories as well. But I look for those stories and post them up there. You can see I've got about 3,600. It's about 3,670 now based on some people that joined this morning. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but I'm looking for stories that I think that you need to know about. Uh, these are stories that are primarily either posted by mainstream media outlets, or I may be retweeting something from a district. Uh, there was a superintendent who announced this morning that he was going to be retiring. I knew a lot of my readers uh, would be interested in that as 
fellow superintendents or as principals who might want to be a superintendent and we want to know when there's a job opening come up. So I'm searching for those stories and I post the link, I write a headline and I post the link up here and I let people know things that are going on that I think would be of interest. One superintendent once called this the superintendent's early warning network. And I, I think it is good to know what's going on elsewhere. And I'll tell you one thing, and this is God's honest truth. Some days you go to this site, you're having a bad day. I guarantee you, you go there, you'll see somebody else who's having a worse day than you are. And, and, and some days, well, that's just a, a part of the service that I provide. But it's also knowing that if something problematic is happening in one part of the state, it could be coming to your school too. Just as, as I'm always looking for the positive stories, because if somebody has a great idea, there was an interesting story that I posted earlier today about a school system that is considering in its calendar next year what they phrased as a do-nothing day. It's a day to take a deep breath. It's a day where they didn't have anything particularly scheduled, but it would also be a day when maintenance or classroom catch-up or things like that could be done. And they're thinking about building that in their calendar, and it sounded like a really good idea. And based on the numbers of people that liked it, I think some other people thought that as well. So I find these stories. I'm also putting things on there like when education committees in the legislature are taking up issues. And again, if I'm live blogging uh, the governor's presser or state board of education, that information will be there. Here's the thing that is important to know about social media. Both Facebook and Twitter have analytics sites. The analytics, if you look at it, and I look at it virtually every day, if you look at it, you can tell what you're posting how people, how many people are taking a look at it and whether it is doing something that is useful. Give you an example. At the bottom of this uh, slide here, you can see I posted a newspaper editorial that was about uh, uh, the uh, Senate Bill 1 and proposed changes in school-based councils. 1,300 people read that article. 45 got engaged liking or commenting or something else like that. Above that is another newspaper editorial about a piece of legislation on key scholarships. That didn't get that much activity at all. I keep that going on in my mind. I look at these different things to tell how people are reacting. And as you can see from this slide right there, 20,000 times a day over the last seven days, uh, people were active uh, on, uh, on my platform, on my, on my blog out there. Uh, it, it's there for you. Uh, I don't get any money for it. Uh, I, I do it half an hour here, half an hour there. Honestly, when Dancing with the Stars is on, I do it for two hours, but I'm getting the information out there because it's ideas and ways for people to learn uh, about things going on in the schools that might be coming in that direction. So Christy, uh, I've, uh, we're almost exhausted the time, got a few minutes left. Uh, I'm gonna open it up now for questions and I'm gonna stop sharing. And so if you have any questions that folks have posted, uh, and if not, we can open it up and have anybody just pop on and ask a question. Okay, I don't see any questions. So um, if anybody has anything for Brad, now's your time to pick his brain. And I would, Christy, if you could, can you put my email address into the chat box? I sure can, I'll do that right now. Uh, for two reasons, one, in case you wanna follow up with a question later on, but uh, if you would like a copy of the PowerPoint, uh, I had several who asked for copies of the PowerPoint this morning. If you'd like a copy of the PowerPoint, just drop me an email and I'll zip you the PowerPoint right back to you. The P3 Podcast is a podcast for principals by principals. Our team hopes that you are inspired as you learn from school leaders in Kentucky and beyond. 
please take a moment to like and subscribe to the P3 podcast. And it would be awesome if you would share this episode with other school leaders in your PLN. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a lead learner with a growth mindset. And most of all, thank you for being a champion for kids.